thank you all for doing this, to say the least. Exciting movie you've got. And the first thing I like to ask every actor, producer, writer, etc., these days is, when was this film actually finished? Uh, we finished um, post-production uh, late last year. So, uh, so 2019. 2019. And then how long was it having it finished to having a release date to actually this current release date of December 1st? Um, I, I think we, um, we kind of knew in the summer that we were gonna come out in December, like late summer, I believe. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, luckily it all sort of happened before the pandemic. So, and um, we, were, uh, we were all in talks with distributors early this year. So it didn't, I mean, obviously it's affected the world and the movie world and everything, but it didn't affect the sort of timeline of, of Antarctica, really. Except <laughs> for the fact that we didn't really have an opportunity to do theatrical, which is definitely something we would have done. And also perhaps pursued more festival opportunities. We might, we may have, you know, the, the date might've changed if we had more festival opportunities, but since there was no exhibition possible because of COVID, um, you know, we just made the decision to go to VOD and cause we're all in a virtual world now with this 2020 reality we live in. <laughs> Making the best of it, yeah. Now, who knew who from this production before it happened? Because I know that Kimmy, this is her first starring role per se, but did you know everybody? This is my first film ever. So I didn't know anybody. (laughs) So you didn't know Chloe? We met during like casting, but uh, yeah, prior to this, I, I knew nobody on this call. And then Chloe, did you know anybody involved in the film before it started being made? Yeah, I knew Bubba Weiler because we did a film called The Ranger together. But I think that was it. So yeah, they, the casting brought us these lovely people and Keith's search because he had something very specific that he was looking for. Um, Keith and I knew each other because we had met at yeah. MoMA, uh, I think at a new director's new film event because we're both uh we both had films uh in that program before and so we were at some sort of event and someone introduced us and you know it was i just adore him and he's so creative and so talented that i was just waiting for an opportunity to work with him and then uh he sent he sent this script along and so here we all are talking to you Right. And again, I have the distinct honor and pleasure of speaking with all of you. And this film is associated with comedy dynamics. I've interviewed Brian Volk Weiss before. I've interviewed a lot of comedians that have put out albums through comedy dynamics, but I never really saw it as producing films, just stand up comedy. So when in the process of this film did comedy dynamics come on board? Well, my company, Breaker Studios, uh, did some distribution work with Comedy Dynamics on a lot of their titles with our, our digital distribution platform. So we already had a relationship with them and um, they're such great people. And they're so, I just really love them. I love their down to earthness. I love their taste. And uh, when it was time for this film to start having conversations about distribution, um, they were, I mean, they had known that we were in production on a couple of different things and this was, 
um, you know, a, a comedy, I guess, right, Keith? I mean, Scott, it's more comedy than not, for sure. Right, exactly. I'm not sure we, I don't, I'm comedy. not, I'm not sure, we, I'm not sure that's the genre that we, we put out first, but um, yeah, and it was just, you know, one of those things where they were very, very interested in the film and, um, you know, as relationships go in, in this biz, uh, you know, we, we, we thought it was a really good partnership for a lot of obvious reasons, so. Yeah, it is a comedy-ish. It's comedy-tastic, I would say. When you see the trailer, it opens up, without spoiling too much, a fake reality show that pretty much could have been a reality show modern day, and then a pharmaceutical commercial that really could be a pharmaceutical commercial. So it's very impressive that you did all of that. Is the cut of the trailer that we see the cut all along, or did it take a lot of refining to get there? Um, you know, it's interesting. We, I would say it, it was like that particular trailer was lots of notes on Kim Jackson in my part and Breaker's part and notes, 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 notes. And then it sort of came out fully baked. Right. So, uh, which is, which I think is a good way to work, uh, you know, as, as opposed to like micromanaging every little thing they do. Um, and the other trailer was cut by me and one of the production staff. So those two separate trailers. So one of them is sort of my cut, but the one you're speaking of uh, was, uh, that was an interesting process, but uh, both sort of different sides of the film. I, mean, I like movies that have more than one trailer because, uh, you know, hopefully a movie should encompass more than what you could give away in two minutes, you know? Right. So. Now, Chloe, what part of the world am I getting you from at the moment? Where are you calling in from? I'm in uh, Arizona right now, in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. Where was the movie filmed in relation to Tucson? Very far east. I mean, we shot it in, in upstate New York. Um, so quite a ways away, <laughs> in relation to Tucson. <laughs> yeah, so you auditioned by video or is it a traditional kind of audition oh, no. for you? I mean, I, I am a New Yorker. I just happen to be in Arizona right now because it's where my mom lives. Um, but yeah, I was able to audition in person and, you know, have a chemistry reading with Kimmy and meet, meet everyone in person in New York. Yeah. Chemistry reading. Uh, I'm not an actor. Uh, I've interviewed a lot of actors, but what exactly is that kind of meeting a process like? Is it over coffee? Well, it's, so I guess it varies. I mean, there are directors who don't even show up at callbacks. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas my feeling is, if uh, the movie camera kind of sees inside of an of a person, an actor, no matter how good they are, there like there has to be that that level of something that is similar to the character. There's kind of be an understanding, and also it's such an intimate working relationship between an actor and a director that I have to know who this person is. So, I mean, the first step with Chloe was, I think, even before she read for it. I had known her work and we met uh, in the Lower East Side um, for lunch. And uh, I had like two margaritas and she had one iced coffee. And I was like, I thought, well, is it wrong for me to be drinking at lunch with this actor? Um, but she really loved the script. She really understood it. And I really got a good vibe from her. And uh, she seemed very smart and perceptive. And so from there, that's when I wanted to see her read. And from there, uh, 
I think I had pretty much cast uh, Kimmy at that point. So I wanted to see Chloe and Kimmy together along with a bunch of other actors for Chloe's part. Just, you know, like that were interested in the part. See how, if they look like friends. I mean, it's like you can tell in a movie when people like each other, or love each other, hate each sure. other. I mean, that's why so many romantic comedies fall flat. It's like you get the feeling in no way, way in the world would these two people actually be together. Or you can sense that they're just, you know, waiting for their Friday paycheck. Uh, so that was important that they liked each other. And they do. And they, they did almost immediately, I think. Cool. Well, Kimmy, uh, you said first film. Uh, how exactly did you wind up in a film? I, when I look at you on screen, I don't think that it's your first film. And that's going <laughs> to be a compliment. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, I'm a, I ha have been a professional actor for a while, but it's, I've been mostly in the realm of theater, which is a totally different beast. And right. there was definitely a steep learning curve for me uh, about acting on camera. Um, and thank you to both Kim Jackson and Keith to, for, um, you know, taking an opportunity on somebody so green and, and like, you know, just being so willing to go for that. <laughs> um, for me, it was uh, a friend of mine actually sent me the audition notice that was posted on backstage.com. And I didn't even have a backstage account at that point because I'm <laughs> a bad actor. And, um, and so I made one and I sent in the submission to Keith and then, um, and then he got back to me, sent me the script and I loved it. And, and then he was like, great. So can you tape these couple of scenes? And I did. And then he brought me in for a call back in New York um which lasted a really long time i think it's the longest callback i've ever been at for anything uh, it was like an hour um and then um and then from there it was like it was like chemistry reads with uh chloe and with baba and then and then it happened and it was really exciting and beautiful when uh, i mentioned before uh, i'll ask you in a second keith but when i asked you uh about theater because you mentioned well it's different than film one of the things that I've heard from people who do Broadway is there's not only a lot more hand movements per se, but you're playing to like a bigger, bigger emotions in general. Is that yeah, what sure? I mean, you're playing to the back row. And if you're in a theater, like a Broadway size theater, that's like feels like football fields away from you. Um, I have been lucky to do some more intimate uh, theater with, with um, that's not, you know, we don't have to get that far reaching, but I also have done like, outdoor theater like Shakespeare in the Park, not the one in, in New York, but in, in Philadelphia, um, where you still have to be reaching people all the way across the park. So yeah, it is, it is you know, we call it playing to the back row. Um, so it is bigger and you have to be louder <laughs> and everything. But with um, one of the things that I found with film is that like oftentimes the camera is like right here in your face. Um, and also the lens is slightly reflect reflective. So you're seeing yourself act which is <laughs> awful just awful <laughs> but um but yeah, you get I, used to it you get used to it and it's a totally different beast it opened up my acting uh in so many different ways and when i returned to do more theater after shooting this i feel like i i had grown a lot and i just become a better actor overall so yeah great to hear that now, Keith, I cut you off there, which is extremely rude. Oh, it's nice. So the floor is yours again. It's interesting because when you talked, when, when Kimmy talked about our callback, I had completely forgotten that one of the things that I made them do at the callback 
was, you know, this, there's a scene in the movie where Janet has a very kind of a breakdown and is kind of losing it. And she's screaming and crying. I made you scream and cry. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, that scene in the script, I want you to let it rip. And, and uh, that's probably pretty intense for an actor. That was know? the hardest one. I struggle with um, crying on cue a lot. <laughs> um, so I, I actually, I did that one and I was like, I didn't feel good about that. Can we have another shot at it? Um, but yeah, no, there was a lot of screaming and crying and we were in a, like a building that does a lot of auditions for a lot of different projects. And so there's like, 18 trillion girls in like tap shoes and cute dresses standing in a line outside and I was like um okay I guess I'll just start screaming <laughs> it was also like a couple of weeks after Aretha Franklin had died and someone was singing one of her songs and it was like mm, a little early <laughs> I, I think that's perspective to everything when you make that reference to a big celebrity loss like that and what I was calling back to before about how long this, this film has been done for, is it just for everybody? I assume it is, but is it a big like sigh relief? Like, ah, this work is finally out like I think it is. Keith? Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it just, when a movie's released, it's, that's a whole nother, it's like your kid going to school or something. It's a whole nother set of things to think about and worry about. It is definitely a relief and it's fun. Like last night I was at my friend's house and they watched it on their projection screen TV and you know, with the subtitles on and everything. And that was really fun. And you feel more like an audience member at a certain point, but it's kind of never done. You know, it's at this point, it's that we, you know, the challenge for, for especially for Kim is, uh, is now to get the movie to its right audience, you know, and, and make sure that, not only the movie is good, which is done, but that people get to see it. So that's a whole nother step. Um, I don't know. For me, it was like proof. <laughs> it was like telling people for a couple of years, yeah, I did this film. I did this film. And I'm like, I feel like my friends are, are thinking that I'm, I've been lying this whole time. And I'm finally <laughs> out. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Welcome to the process of movie making. <laughs> you know, sometimes studios hold on to films for release for a long time, depending on what's going on in the climate. So, you know, this, this happened, this happened, I guess, you know, um, in some ways later than we wanted, but also right. given the fact that it could have had some more um, theatrical exhibition, uh, it may mean that we wouldn't be at VOD probably right now. And I think it's perfect timing. It's like kids, you know, I say kids, but you know, young, young kids the kid. are, the, kid, <laughs> the kids are, they're applying for college right now. They're all stressed out. Like all of the, the young kids that I know that are graduating high school in this strange year, they're so stressed out applying for schools. And so it's, they see them, they are late, they're telling them their friends laugh all these moments I love things like soundtrack you know which I was so excited that they even picked up on um and so I think my internet is unstable it says so hopefully you can hear me we hear you just uh, <laughs> all good uh, yeah so you know now the goal is, is just to do what we're doing with you Darren is is talk about it and get the message out there far and wide and create a little you know, brush fire that turns into a huge blaze because uh, 
we're getting really, really great responses from audiences and film cinephiles, and it's really been encouraging. I think it's it's not your average film. It's not a cookie right. cutter film. It's it's not formulaic, and that's what we're up to at Breaker. We don't, you know, we we look for um, those those you know sort of counterculture um you know unique story perspectives and um you know we're, we're so proud of this film and it's just so positive and it's and it's it's so on time a friend of mine watched it who is a, is um in the biz and he wrote me a note yesterday and he said this film is so on time so getting back to your you know release date you know it's one of those things where you know it's like serendipitous sometimes when a film comes out and hits that right zeitgeist. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's right on time. Well, of course the focus is on Antarctica. Um, what wait, actually, how does everyone say, do you say Arctica or do you say Antarctica like a New Yorker, like with the broken pronunciation? I guess I say Antarctica. Um, but it's one of those things you don't think of. <laughs> so, well, I'll ask Chloe, and then I'll ask my next question for everyone. How do you say it? Antarctica. Now I'm in my head. Antarctica. That's how I say it. Okay. That's wrong. <laughs> I just want to make sure I wasn't the only person butchering the pronunciation of the continent and all that. I haven't thought about it, but now you're making me think about it. <laughs> well, uh, because there's been such a lag in terms of, you know, making the movie and it coming out, and the focus is on this movie per se, but I wanted to give everyone the floor to say what else that they're working on at the moment that we should be looking for and what social media handle they should be looking for them at and all that, if, if you don't mind. And Chloe first, because I haven't asked her very much. Oh, uh, it's okay. Um, let's see, I just, uh, I finished season two of this Netflix show called Trinkets, which is out now. And I co-produced an indie feature called Froth and Bubble, which I also star in, which um, should be done at some point. Uh, it's in post-production right now. So, and my uh, social media, my Instagram is Chloe R. Levine. Some people call me Chloer, but it's really just Chloe R. Not Chloer. Not Chloer, but it looks like- Well, if you were in Boston, they would call you Chloer anyway. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> it happens. Uh, Kimmy, what about you? What's going on there? God, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of um, Zoom theater and uh, virtual uh, theater in that respect. Um, I'm still like very new to the film industry, um, and I'm hoping to explain, expand further into that. But it's. Uh, a little slow um, but and my uh zoom theater i gotta cut you off there is a thing there are so many plays going on whether or not people realize that with top level actors all the time yeah it's um and it's a whole different beast as well it's uh something that's really important about theater is like getting like feeling that audience feedback right away that immediate reaction and you lose that with um, with Zoom, and then there's also like people are in weird, like, weird delays. It's it's a whole. <laughs> there is something like magical about it though, because like the audience kind of is like, okay, this is you know this is the realm we're in, and they also just accept that. And I saw a show uh, where someone's camera just straight cut out. The director came on screen, was like, great, we're just gonna skip to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> So um, it was a show that was like vignettes. So it wasn't like important to catch that scene. But, um, and then you can find me on Instagram at uh, Kimie Maroya. 
So Kimye dot Maroya, so K-I-M-I-E dot M-U-R-O-Y-A. Cool. Keith, Kim, either you next. Uh, I, oh no, ladies first, Kim Jackson. Oh, yes, let's leave, let's leave the, the best for last. Um, oh, oh, okay, I'll do it then. No, no, for sure. Uh, well, listen, you know, Breaker uh, is been around for a few years now. We've had quite a few films that have come out and that are coming out. This one is definitely a highlight for us as, as, uh, as we're talking about. We have, we're in post on, on two other films. Um, one we just shot that just wrapped up in the Berkshires. We haven't announced it yet. We shot during COVID. That was an interesting, um, that was a very interesting process. And we have another one that's in post and uh, we will be finishing that. That one's called The Happy Worker. That one, that one has um, been a labor of love and we hope to finish that sometime in January. That stars uh, Thomas Hayden Church and Megan Holder and Josh Whitehouse. And um, we have a few films that we're distribution partners on that are coming out, a Chinese film called Striding the Wind. And uh, we have Gasoline Thieves that just came out on Showtime. And uh, another film that premiered at Rotterdam last year that will be hitting the um, US market sometime in 2021 called La Fortaleza. So we're pretty busy and um, you know, it's been, it's been a crazy year, uh, but um, you know, this was sort of the year that a lot of films were coming through to fruition. So we've just been keeping our head down and moving forward and learning how to make movies during a very crazy time. So we've been very fortunate. Interesting uh, answer there because it's a lot of projects going on at once. And while it might be slower in some ways for you, the number of projects, it does not sound slower at all. No, and we also have a media tech um, division working on um, pro a, a product that is, it's a, it's a accounting product for the media industry that's operated by blockchain. So we have that whole division that's doing their thing. Um, and uh, that's been, you know, going strong. I mean, again, luckily we're in the tech media world. So, you know, focusing our efforts on, you know, technology, um, fortunately we were able to do that during this time. Wow. Well, you said this the best for last. I didn't say that, but I'm saying Keith is pretty great and all that. So Keith, what's going on by you and where can we find you? Uh, well, um, I got a, I got a couple of new projects. One of them is sort of in pre-pre-production. Uh, we're wrangling a casting director together. So we're gonna start going to outreach to actors for it. Uh, it's a little bigger movie than Antarctica, but you know, what, what isn't? Um, and uh, the, the you know, other things I'm working on, um, my Instagram is, is director Keith Bearden. And uh, I also have an OnlyFans account. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We are um, got to make money somehow. Our Instagram, I forgot to tell you, Darren, our Instagram is we are breaker. And uh, yeah, so please follow us and please follow Antarctica movie as well. And you can see all the updates and oh, there's going to be, can we say this? There's going to be a, can we say this? A live, you guys are doing Instagram live tomorrow yeah. at five o'clock, Chloe and Kimmy. So for, I don't know when this is coming, but anyway, so that's happening, which is very exciting. Yes. 
and then uh, aside from against Antarctica, Antarctica, however you want to say it, uh, can, I, can I get a TV recommendation from each of you and then you'll be on your ways? Besides trinkets, of course, Chloe. Dairy Girls. I love Dairy Girls. I think it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, I really think the, the the fall season of The Price is Right is one of the best in years. Uh, I could, I'm getting good. I, th I think I could win the boat. You're a Plinko guy, or what's your, your Price is Right game special? Yeah, Plinko, yeah. I mean, you know, Plinko could, be, uh, could work for me. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm really obsessed with Lovecraft Country, personally. I think it's quite inventive and super super interesting and really well you know acted and i just i love that show anything to add to that one chloe yeah i just uh a little late it came out a while ago but i just finished watching the night of which was pretty funny. oh yeah yeah that was great that one is on my wife's list uh thank you guys so much for your time Congratulations on the film being out, getting great reviews, and looking forward to seeing what everyone's working on next. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. Darren. Uh, it's good to see Hello. Hey, can you hear me okay, Terry? Yeah. Well, long How are you, time. Darren? Thank you for doing this, and congratulations on Strings Attached. Sounds great to me. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, when did you come up with the idea versus making it and having it out. What's the timeline there? We were approached by August day, the company, God, when was it? I think it was the beginning of 2019. Mm -hmm. And we started recording it in the spring of 2019. Mm -hmm. But we told them that we were releasing Transcendence in August of 2019. So they were kind enough to say, all right, well, we'll wait until you know another year because we were starting the you know our 40th anniversary was last year and we did the tour and promoted the record transcendence so they said we'll wait until 2020 so it was it was recorded and finished last year but it's coming out now in the can for a while there got yeah. it yeah well, on that wavelength when i was working full-time at viacom and vh1 i remember you were on big morning buzz live and you were there to promote the new single and then after that, they made you sing Take My Breath Away. And <laughs> I was so blown away by how calm you were taking the direction of like, I know you want to do your new single, but can you also do that? And ever since then, I went, man, do I respect Terry Nunn and, uh, and, and all that. Do you in general like doing the hits or is it just necessity? I do. I do like doing the hits because, you know, when we were starting out, my dream was to be a band like the Rolling Stones. When, when I saw them last live, they did mm -hmm. two hours of music that I knew. I knew every fucking song, right? And uh, we're not that, you know, we've only had seven hits, but, <laughs> only but just, yeah, but, but I mean, just, just to have songs that people know yeah. and they're excited to hear, that's a big deal. You know, it, 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 it's not nothing. It takes a lot of work to get any kind of body of work like that. So I appreciate it. And it's, it's cool to watch people, especially with song like Take My Breath Away or, or 
sexima and just watch what they do while I'm singing it because then they all go into their own history with that song, mm -hmm. you know, and I watch them zone out, you know, and I hear the stories after the shows from them of it was their wedding song or they had a child then or it was their first kiss or, you know, and, and this is, I understand that, you know, the songs that I grew up loving are, they're my soundtrack. They matter to me. They are part of my DNA. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's cool to, that I'm part of other people's too. Outro cast.